welcome to the Strategic Families Podcast, where we challenge your family to be rooted in God's Word, energized with gospel-centered purpose, and activated on mission for His kingdom. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Strategic Families Podcast. Oh, man, I have been excited about this episode for a long time. So our topic today is songs to jam out to with your kids, the top seven songs to jam out to with your kids. And I really hope this episode is going to be fun for you, but I would also argue that it's actually strategic in a lot of ways. And so before we get into the meat of the content, I want to lay a little bit of groundwork on why I'm doing this. Okay, so first off, on a personal note, as a dad, and maybe some of you dads can identify with this, I think I've had this sort of inferiority complex with my kids and trying to keep up with my wife, who's just so gifted at so many things. So I've sort of developed my own brand, you could say, inside the family. And uh, one of my signatures is called Daddy Music. So my kids know that when they ride with me in the car, they're going to have to listen to something loud and something that I love. And then I try to get them on board with it. So I would not say I'm 100% successful, but I think I get a passing grade. So obviously not that Katie couldn't play cool music at all. She definitely can. But for whatever reason, music has just been a love of mine for a long time. And I love analyzing songs, both the music and the lyrics. And I really want to help my kids appreciate good music. And, you know, obviously their favorite part is the time when I interrupt the song right in the middle to point out something musical or something theologically rich. Like, hear that, kids? That's called word painting. All right, so you get the picture. But seriously... The reason I can work this into the Strategic Families podcast is a really important point that I learned from my sister-in-law, Amy Frank. We were at a family event a few years ago, and we were talking, and she said something that stuck with me ever since, and that's this. Music is meditation. Wow, that is so true. I'm not sure why, but I pretty much always have a song in my head at all times. So if I'm alone in an elevator or a stairwell and you know I think nobody can hear me, it's like I can't help but sing whatever's in my head. Just a strange tick of mine, I guess. And maybe you're not always humming a tune like that, but I think we can all admit that music has a way of lodging itself into our brains and really captivating us. If you've ever heard the term hook, it's basically a part of a song that's really catchy. They call it a hook for a reason. It's enjoyable to our brains. We latch onto it and we don't want to let it go. I don't know about you, but sometimes I get obsessive about a hook and it just stays in my head because it's just so captivating. And when the music is in our heads, most of the time, the lyrics are there too. So this phenomenon can be neutral, like in a TV commercial. You know, think about McDonald's, I'm loving it phrase at the end of their commercials. It's, it's catchy, you know. Unfortunately, this phenomenon can also be really destructive, like with songs that promote all manner of reprehensible content. And I think we all know there's plenty of that going on. For instance, I was looking at the top songs uh, chart last week in one of the platforms, and seven out of the top 12 songs had that little E, you know, that's on there for explicit, and I don't know what those lyrics are, but obviously that can't be good. And, you know, sometimes you hear people say they like the music or rhythm, but aren't really paying attention to the words, or they don't care about the words, or the words don't matter, or whatever. Well, you know, I would argue that this can be really dangerous, because those words can get stuck there, and if they're unholy, that's just not a good thing. If you hear something enough, you know, you might be tempted to believe it or assume it's true. 
you know, hey, there's no condemnation for those of us who are in Christ. So I'm not trying to condemn anybody. Uh, But to this day, I have huge regrets over the fact that in my younger days, like in those tween, you know, early teenage years, I listened to a lot of music that dishonored God. And I memorized a lot of those lyrics and they get singed on your brain. And I wish I could pay someone to remove those lyrics from my memory, you know, do one of those men in black type deals. But the really cool thing about this phenomenon with music and catchy tunes is that it can also be used for great good and in a way that honors God. And that's what I want to help you with in these next few episodes. We can take this concept and apply it to songs that glorify the Lord Jesus Christ and then have God honoring songs in our heads all day reminding us of who God is, what he's done for us in Christ, what he's called us to, and who we are in light of what he's done. You know, I would encourage us all to remember Paul's words in Philippians 4, 8. It says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Now, I think listening to Christ-honoring music is a wonderful way to apply this verse, both in our individual lives and in the life of our families. But Christ-honoring music doesn't just help us think about beautiful things. The best music reminds us about the truths of God's Word. For instance, that we are desperately in need of a Savior, that our sin is offensive to God, but that we have forgiveness in Jesus Christ, that we are saved through Jesus Christ alone that there is no one like our God, that he is worthy of all praise, that he is all-powerful and knows our every need, that Jesus took our place on the cross, dying the death that we deserved, living the life that we could never live, that in Christ we are no longer condemned and we're able to lead lives of holiness by the power of the Holy Spirit, that Jesus is coming back one day, and many other great biblical truths. There is so much excellent, excellent music out there that honors the Lord. And these songs come in so many different forms, but I'm going to focus on three general types. So this is the first of three episodes in a little summer series we're doing on music. The first episode, this one, will be seven songs to jam out to with your kids. And these are going to be loud and fun songs, and we'll talk about those here in a little bit. The second episode will be seven songs to groove out to with your kids. So not sure about the words groove out, but I think you know what I mean. So these have more of a rhythm and blues feel, and they're just cool songs. And a lot of these songs make me feel younger and cooler, and when you get past 40, you kind of look for those things. So there's that. And then the third and last in this series is Seven Hymns to Teach Your Kids. These are the songs that have stood the test of time and are just wonderful and commendable. I really think we owe it to our kids to teach them these great hymns. So my goal with these three episodes is to equip you with a bunch of songs that will help you be strategic in exposing your kids to wonderful biblical concepts through music and because of the power of music and melody, have those lyrics constantly in their heads to encourage and challenge them in their pursuit of Christ and challenge you as well. If you don't already do this, hopefully this will jumpstart you. If you already do, fantastic. Maybe this can be a supplement to your existing playlist. So we'll talk about each song, and I'll make my case for why you should put it in front of your kids. Then I'll read one or more scriptures that tie into each song. You know, I love this quote by Martin Luther, next to the word of God, music deserves the highest praise. That's just really cool. Music is a big deal. There's only so much time we have with these precious kids in our home. 
Let's put songs in front of them that honor the Lord Jesus Christ and that fill their heads with his goodness and beauty and truth from his word. Don't waste those trips to and from soccer practice. What a great opportunity that is. Or fire it up on your smart speaker or Chromecast while you're doing chores around the house. Teach your kids to enjoy music that praises Jesus Christ and reminds us of who we are in him. I'm convinced it will reap benefits for years to come. To put it another way, if today I can still remember Billy Joel songs from ski trips back in the late 80s or early 90s, by God's grace, I believe our kids can remember Chris Tomlin songs from the early 2020s. How about it? Let's do it. So let's jump into songs to jam out to with your kids. We're talking roll the windows down, crank it up, bang on the dashboard, sing at the top of your lungs. At least that's what I do and want to do all the time. And once you hear my list, you might think, how did he not mention this song or that song? You know, fair enough. You probably have your own list. But I love each of these songs, and I think you and your kids will love them as well. And by the way, I asked my kids about these, so you can call this list Dad Tested, Kid Approved. I have all these on a YouTube Music and Spotify playlist that's public, and I've included a link to those in the show notes. So feel free to add those to your streaming service and jam out to them with your kids. And by the way, I so wish that I could play a clip from each of these songs, but as I've looked into this, unfortunately I can't because of copyright issues. But I reserve the right to discuss the lyrics and encourage you to play them for yourself. Last thing before we get started, if you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button for the podcast, and we'd also love your review on Apple Podcasts as well. And if this show has been a blessing to you, check out the Patreon link in the show notes. Okay, here we go. Starting with number seven, we're going to go with That Was Then, This Is Now by Josh Wilson. So Josh Wilson is a great artist, and this is a really fun song. I love how simply and powerfully he draws out the distinction between the old man, outside of Christ and lost, and the new man, forgiven in Christ and found in him. So I'll read just a few of the lyrics so you can get a taste of the song. So it says, That was then, this is now, you're bought by the blood, saved by the son the saints all sing about. That was lost, this is found. And it's time to say goodbye to the old you now. So go ahead, put the past in the past, box it up like an old photograph. You don't have to go back because that was then and this is now. And then I love the bridge. It says, if we turn and confess every unrighteousness, he is faithful and just to forgive. Oh, so turn and confess every wrong and regret and see what it means to live. Love it. Simple and rich. Here are some scriptures that I think this song can point us to. Colossians 1, 13 to 14. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. 1 John 1, 5 to 7. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Or Romans 5, 6 to 11. For while we were still weak at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since, therefore, we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. 
For if while we were sinners, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, in whom we have now received reconciliation. So I think that song can point us to these scriptures and just such a cool song. So that's number seven, That Was Then, This Is Now by Josh Wilson. All right, number six, we're going to go with the song Satisfied by Chris Tomlin. All right, so had to put a Chris Tomlin song on here. Just too many amazing songs in his repertoire not to have one. This song is off one of his newer albums called Holy Roar. You know, so often we think we need all these things that the world offers, right? And this song is just a great reminder that no, in the Lord, we have all we need. He is sufficient. He is sufficient. Sort of reminds me of John Piper's Desiring God ministry tagline, that God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him. Now, here are a couple lines from the song. All the mountains that I ascend, they leave me empty time and time again. I fix my eyes on this reward, the world behind me now and you before. I count my blessings one by one, your goodness in my life. How could I ask for more? In you I'm satisfied. If you are all I have, I know that I will find that you are all I need. In you I'm satisfied. And then he's got this refrain towards the end of the song where he says, nothing else, nothing else, nothing else will ever satisfy. No one else, no one else, no one else will ever satisfy. Man, just think about your kids repeating that over and over. Think about yourself repeating that over and over. Nothing else, no one else will satisfy us. How cool is that? So here's some scriptures that I think tie in really well with this song. Psalm 1611, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Proverbs 19.23, The fear of the Lord leads to life, and whoever has it rests satisfied. He will not be visited by harm. John 6.35, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Psalm 145.16, You open your hand, you satisfy the desire of every living thing. Ephesians 1, 3-4, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. Amen? Amen. All right, that is number six, Satisfied by Chris Tomlin. Okay, number five, we're going to go with Live Like That by Sidewalk Prophets. So I'm not sure where I heard this song first, maybe on the radio, but man, what a powerful song this one is. This song really challenges us to step outside of our comfort zones, to be faithful in running the race that God has set before us, and basically to follow Jesus and love others with reckless abandon. So I'll read just the first part of the song. Sometimes I think, what will people say of me when I'm only just a memory, when I'm home where my soul belongs? Was I love when no one else would show up? Was I Jesus to the least of us? Was my worship more than just a song? I want to live like that and give it all I have so that everything I say and do points to you. If love is who I am, then this is where I stand, recklessly abandoned, never holding back. I want to live like that. I want to live like that. And you just got to hear the song. I mean, you can get some of the power from the words, but the music 
I would say puts an exclamation point on it and emphasizes it. And it's just so amazing, so powerful. The chorus is really driving and just makes you want to sing at the top of your lungs. So do that with your kids. Here are some scriptures that I think tie in well with the song. 1 Corinthians 9.16 For if I preach the gospel, that gives me no ground for boasting. For necessity is laid upon me. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. Philippians 3.12-14 Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Matthew 22, 37 to 40. And this is Jesus. And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. All right, so trust me, you're going to love that song if you don't know it. That's number five, Live Like That by Sidewalk Prophets. All right, number four, we're going to go with Remain by Starfield. So you may not have heard of this group before, Starfield, but they're a Canadian band, and I don't think they're putting out music any longer, but I got really into them back when I worked at the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association years ago as they were one of the bands that BGA worked with. I absolutely love Starfield's style, and their music is so compelling. And this song, Remain, is a great representation of their music. The point of the song is to remind the listener that God is permanent, the ever-present, unchanging, faithful one. So I'll read some from verse 2 and the chorus. It says, When troubles come my way, you guide and you sustain. Lead me, I pray. Forever you will be the great eternal King, now and always. Day after day, your love will remain. Faithful and true, you are good. You are good. You are God with us. You are victorious. You are strong and mighty to save. For your word stands true. There is none like you. And when all else fades, you remain. When all else fades, you remain. And then at the end of the song, he says, Because day after day, you never change. Day after day, you are the same. Day after day, you remain. Wow, I just love this song. So, of course, this is a great reminder of Hebrews 13, 8, which says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. And then here are some other verses that tie into the song. Jeremiah 10, 6-7. No one is like you, Lord. You are great, and your name is mighty in power. Who should not fear you, King of the nations? This is your due. Among all the wise leaders of the nations and in all their kingdoms, there is no one like you. Matthew 24, 35. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Psalm 119, your word, Lord, is eternal. It stands firm in the heavens. Your faithfulness continues through all generations. You establish the earth and it endures. Your laws endure to this day, for all things serve you. Isaiah 48, the grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God endures forever. What a great thing to teach and remind our kids about, especially with all the craziness we see going on all around us. So that's number four, Remain, by the group Starfield. All right, number three is Changed by Jordan Feliz. I think Jordan Feliz really came onto the scene a few years ago with that song, The River, which is also awesome. But this song, Changed, is so much fun. Wow, talk about catchy. 
I think your kids will instantly love this song, and it has a great message. Jesus doesn't just save us, he changes us. And there's just a joy and exuberance to this song that I think you'll love. Here are some of the lines from the song. Let me take the mic, go on and testify how I was dead and then came to life. How I was dead and then I came to life. No more living in the dark of night. Now everything's all right. I've been changed. I've been saved. Brand new day. I've been changed. I've been changed. Tell me why would I turn back now? There's no end to the love I've found. Future's bright and there ain't no doubt. I've been changed. I've been changed. So, quick caveat with those lyrics. Obviously, when Jordan Felice says, now everything's all right, I don't believe he's teaching that once you accept Christ, all of your circumstances will be wonderful according to the world standards. But in the sense that you are secure in him, this is true. I think this phrase is more like the modern version of saying we have blessed assurance or saying it is well with my soul. We know there's no promise in the Bible that all of our circumstances will be great when we receive Christ. But the point of this song is that the person has been changed. He keeps saying, I've been changed. And hey, there may be times when you have to clarify something like this for your kids as you don't want them to get the wrong impression. But still, this song is great. So grab that song, crank it up. You're going to love it. You know, the verse that comes to mind with this song is 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. So that is number three, Changed by Jordan Feliz. All right, number two is Alive by Big Daddy Weave. Oh man, I love Big Daddy Weave. Their songs are just so sold out for Jesus. It is awesome. This song is a wonderful rendition of a section of Ephesians chapter two. And I love how in the song, they very clearly emphasize the words, but God. And you'll know what I mean once you listen to the song. What they're reminding us of is that outside of Christ, we were lost and without hope. But then for those who are in Christ, God did an amazing work in reaching down and saving us. Here are some lines from the song. I was dead in my transgressions, wandering in sin. I went searching for redemption down a road that had no end. I was walking through the fire. I was living on the run with my flesh lost in desire. I was drowning in the flood. But God, rich in mercy, you came to save me. Now I'm alive. But God, strong and mighty, you reached down for me so I could rise. Now I'm alive. And then at the end, he says, now I'm breathing in. I'm breathing out. I was in the grave, but God, you called me out. Now I'm breathing in. I'm breathing out. I was in the grave, but God, you called me out. Now I'm alive. So that phrase, but God, what a beautiful, beautiful phrase in the Bible. So much meaning in those two words. So Let's read Ephesians 2, verses 1 to 10. It says, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved, and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, 
for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Psalm 40, verses 1 to 3a says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction, out of the miry bog, and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. So check out the song Alive by Big Daddy Weave. That's our number two. All right, and our number one song to jam out to with your kids is Whatever by Stephen Curtis Chapman. And when I say whatever, that's actually the title of the song. So if you've known me for any significant length of time, you would have seen at least the Stephen Curtis Chapman part of this coming. I've been known to utter the sentence, Stephen Curtis Chapman is the greatest songwriter of our lifetime. And by the way, I stand by that sentence. I challenge you to name someone better. So, so, so many absolutely amazingly wonderful songs from Stephen Curtis Chapman. And we did two of them in our wedding. If that doesn't show you our devotion to Stephen Curtis Chapman music, you could probably structure an entire podcast just around his songs. So yeah, huge fan, if you couldn't tell. Quick aside, quick Stephen Curtis Chapman story. My friend, Nick Linden. Hey, Nick, if you're listening. I used to work for Stephen Curtis Chapman's adoption agency, Show Hope, and he got me and Katie backstage passes. uh, So I got to meet Stephen Curtis Chapman twice. Well, the second time, he was coming around shaking hands and said, nice to meet you. And I said, oh, we've met. (laughs) And Katie loves making fun of me for that. It was what a ridiculous thing to say as if he would have remembered me. Uh, Anyway, we always laugh about that. So anyway, this song, Whatever, is now pretty old. It's from his 1999 album, Speechless, but just so, so awesome. I think this was around that time that people started saying whatever, you know, sort of dismissively. And my guess is that Stephen Curtis Chapman took that and was like, hey, we can make a song about that. So this song is like a journal entry that tells a quick story about something that he learned. He starts talking about how he's got all these plans for the Lord, but then he realizes that it's God's will and desires that matter. So it's a self-reflective song, but it's clearly meant to have us sing along and realize that we struggle with the same things about our own hearts. And, you know, I think this song is worth quoting in its entirety. So here it goes. I made a list, wrote down from A to Z, all the ways I thought that you could best use me. Told all my strengths and my abilities. I formed a plan. It seemed to make good sense. I laid it out for you, so sure you'd be convinced. I made my case, presented my defense. But then I read the letter that you sent me. It said that all you really want from me is just whatever, whatever you say, whatever, I will obey, whatever, Lord, have your way, because you are my God, whatever. So strike a match, set fire to the list of all my good intentions, all my preconceived ideas. I want to do your will no matter what it is. Give me faith to follow where you lead me. Oh, Lord, give me the courage and the strength to do whatever Whatever you say, whatever, I will obey, whatever, Lord, have your way, because you are my God, whatever. I am not my own, I am yours and yours alone. You have bought me with your blood, Lord, to you and you alone do I belong, and so, whatever. Man, what a great message, what a great message for our kids. That's what we should want in our lives, whatever God wants. We need to align our will with his will. What he wants is so much more important than what we want for ourselves or what the world wants for us. So, what a great message. Here are some scriptures that tie in well with this song. Matthew 28, 18 to 20. Then Jesus came to them and said, 
All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. John fourteen fifteen, If you love me, you will obey my commandments. And that's Jesus speaking. 1 John 5, 3. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. You know, it doesn't seem like there are a ton of songs out there about obedience, so I'm really thankful for this one. In a culture that doesn't really like to submit, this song is a breath of fresh air. And what a great message for us all. Whatever he says, those are our marching orders. Amen? Amen. All right, so the last thing I'll say on Stephen Curtis Chapman is that you're lucky I kept it to only one song. So there's that. Okay, well, that wraps up this first set of seven. I really wish I could play a clip for you on each of these songs, but you can listen to all of them on your own, and I would highly recommend all of them. Play them for yourself, play them for your kids, and have a blast worshiping the Lord and reminding your family of awesome things about our Lord from His Word. Okay, so there's some music I can play. I've got permission for that one. So I hope learning about these songs has been a blessing to you and that they'll be a blessing to your family. Remember, just tap on the show notes for a public playlist that you can add from Spotify or YouTube Music. And check us out on strategicfamilies.com. And we would love to hear what songs you jam out to with your kids as well. Next time, we'll kick it up a notch on the cool factor and we'll look at songs to groove out to. I'm not sure if that's a phrase, but we'll go with it. All right, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.